Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Mark, Troy, Matt, Basta, and we have a third time returning guest. We have Whitney Nelson from Historical Hotties. How's everybody doing? One at a time. Who's going first? I can go first, Doug. You can bet I'm going to go first because I'm eating an everything bagel right now. Mmm, <laughs> yummy. I, feel, I just feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad that you guys... Uh, are uh, hey, how Matt? How's Matt Bassett doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing fine. And Whitney. nice. Uh, I'm peachy. I just came back from uh, a four-day vacation to Mexico City, and so I'm all full of tacos. And I took a nap every day when I was there, which was the height of luxury. So I could not be better. That Hell sounds yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's great. Sounds like everyone's in a good mood. Um, This is a video game podcast, so we are going to be diving into some of the games we've been playing and stuff. Uh, Curious to hear what Whitney's been playing since we last spoke. And also, Mark, I guess it's been a little bit of a time since we spoke to you. Um, But let's kind of start with Matt, though. I'm always curious, maybe a Pinecast update. What's going on in Bastaland? Um, Still waiting on Firaxis to put out uh, the update to Civ Six. Um... Still waiting. Uh, as far as Pinecast goes, nothing new this week, anyway. That's fair enough. Uh, have you gotten around to playing many games or any mobile? Uh, honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's wow. completely understandable. You're here for the, the, the convo games and segments. Uh, but let's hear from Whitney, because, yeah, what have you been up to these days? Um, so the only new thing that I played was, uh, I downloaded a game to take on the flight, uh, for my vacation. And have you guys heard of Florence? It's from Monument Valley designer Ken Wong. It's an iOS game. Oh, no, I have no, oh, no. Sounds, uh, it'd be up my alley if, if it's anything along the lines of Monument Valley. Yeah, it's a little bit more like indie twee than Monument Valley is. Um, okay. and it's kind of more like a, like a interactive story than it is a game. Like there's no decisions to make. It's very on rails. Um, there's only one thing you can do at any given time, but it, it's all about just like a girl falling in love and you can play it in about in less than an hour. I think I was, I, I was like, why didn't I download five more games? Cause I've still got four hours of this flight. Um, but it was very, very well done. The sounds are incredible. The like interaction with stuff is incredible. Like it's very well done the way that you animate. Like there's, when you're having a conversation with this person that you have a crush on and you're nervous about it, there's speech bubbles that are empty and the the speech that you fill it in with isn't words, it's puzzle pieces. So you have to like drag oh. the puzzle pieces into the word bubble to like fit all the pieces together. And uh, the more you get to know them, the easier the puzzles are to put together in the speech bubbles. Wow. So there's a bunch of stuff like that that's very beautifully done and it's very well crafted. Um, but it isn't really like, a game so much because you can only do one action at any given time so it's definitely just ways to tell the story in an interactive way but i definitely recommend checking it out i think it's 2.99 uh on the app store and it was definitely worth it was that hour that i got out of it was definitely worth 2.99 for the story that was told oh totally the art style looks amazing you got me sold i'm definitely gonna have to experience this and i'm glad you recommended it to our listeners it looks great yeah, yeah, the art style on this sort of looks like um like the the illustrations from like the New Yorker. Yeah, kind of. I could definitely see that. 
Um, yeah. the, the whole thing is beautiful in the way that they, like, it starts with a girl in bed and the alarm goes off and you have to hit the alarm to turn it off. But then you actually snooze and it goes off. You snooze the alarm and it goes off again in 15 minutes. It's stuff like that that they do that just really works with the, like, format of a smartphone that I don't see a lot of things do. So, yeah, I definitely recommend it. It was, it was good. Sweet. And how about you, Mark? I'm sure you've got a, like a laundry list of games you've been playing. You know I do, Doug. Oh, dude, me too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me start this off by saying, well, okay, yeah, we'll start with Dark Souls 3. Yes. Because I've logged 21 hours of that in, in two weeks, and oh my god, I'm at this boss that I, 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 I I've beaten all the other ones. And this is the most annoying boss I've ever faced in my entire life. Okay, you gotta it's describe the, who this is. I'm sure I've faced I think him. It's, I think his name is the Old Demon King. Oh, yeah. He's just like yeah. fiery, like, demon thing with a club. Like, yes. it, it's so... I, I don't know if I'm underleveled or something, but, like, I... He... One hit from his, his club, it takes out, like, seven-eighths of my health. And, and the hitbox is just unbelievably massive and it's so fast and like you can't roll easily into a good pocket to like attack him at all and i was looking up like tutorials on how to do it and basically people are saying like hit him one time and just like run away and like hit him one time again and just run away and and it's just like the most tedious fight of all time like it's worse than smog and ornstein in dark souls one right if you play that, it actually is worse than that. Like I that's, had less. That's crazy less though, because that's like two that. at once. Like I remember that. Like yeah. at, like the first time playing Dark Souls, it was like just fucking mind blowing. Or it's like you're gonna throw two of these like incredibly like insanely hard bosses at me at once, and and then yeah. it, depending on which one you kill, uh, the other one goes into like a berserk mode and like grows like extra large or something. And it's like it's it, they just make it so impossible. But yeah, oh, God, I love those games. <laughs> I know. I, I even I even summoned. I so I'm level like 37. I summoned a guy level like 70. Obviously, he had beaten the game already. Sure. We both run in. We both roll and we both get hit and die and we die and like we probably f- were in there for about four or five seconds. <laughs> it yeah. was just like okay. Well, I'm running out of embers to use. Yeah. This, oh, that's so depressing. So, yeah. I know. Well, that's the thing, before, like, using embers and stuff, a lot of, like, when I would play a Souls game, I would do um, the majority of it on my own and be like, I can do this. But then, like, if it was, like, so grueling, I'd be like, well, I have all these fucking embers or whatever the equivalent was in the earlier games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, me too. And I beat most of the other bosses without any help. Just this one, I, I really am not doing well. I think I need to just go grind for a little bit because I think I'm underleveled because I, I like really sprinted through a lot of the game. But, um, other than that, I've been playing, um, did I, wait, did I talk about the Order 1886 last time I was on? I think just briefly, but I'm briefly, not exactly yeah. sure. I'm about to beat that. It's just a PS4 game that was not, didn't get very good reviews when it came out because it was very short. It's a very good game, but it's just super, super short. So I'm about to finish that and just been playing a 
lot of Overwatch, but I won't elaborate on that because probably nobody wants to hear that. So. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe you could, well, like, is anything's particular going on in the Overwatch scene that our listeners not, might not be aware of? Um, Maybe not the scene as much as one of the other co-hosts on this show named uh, Brandon McCullough. So recently oh. we had, well, okay, it's not his fault, <laughs> but we had a LAN and all of, so me and my other four friends, not including Brendan, probably have, I don't know, I'll say like 50 to 100 hours in the game. Okay. Brendan has like 500 hours in the game. And we, we grouped with, we grouped with him. Okay. So we, we, we group with him and we start getting paired with these people that are just, unbelievably good at the game like i'm talking perfect coordination they're like playing in like six stack teams where they're like obviously all playing together for since they were in diapers and like we just get absolutely wrecked we just get rolled so hard and the problem is i've ever since i left that land i have not stopped getting paired with people like that Oh no. Dude, I don't, it's like, must be some kind of bug in the system or something. Like, I, it's not fun for me right now because I can't, like, I can't, I win like one out of like seven games probably. Beforehand, I was winning like most of the games I played. Damn, dude, that, that's really unfortunate. But no, I thought you were like in a shit talk him and he was literally just messaging me in Slack. I'm like, no, Mark is on air shit talking to you. No, no, (laughs) no. I'm not not, like bashing his skills or anything. I'm just like, it's just like the game itself. I don't know what happened. It's just really weird. That sucks. I hope it like sorts itself out. I'm sure like, I don't know, the algorithm has to update itself and recognize that you have to put you in with players of your skill. Hopefully. Yeah, I know. And I, I'm like one of my friends, one of my best friends in high school actually is a pro overwatch player now. Um, damn. Yeah. He was like big in like the pro halo three scene. And now he's like pro overwatch. He was on the Detroit renegades for a while. And then that team broke up. Um, and like the people I'm playing against, like feel like I'm playing against him, and it just sucks. Like I, I can't do it. <laughs> it's so right. bad. That does take the fun out of it. It does. Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, there's probably some like random little games here and there, but yeah, for the most part, that's really all I got. That's fair. Um, I think where I left off last week, I was saying in Chain of Memories, I was stuck on the boss Vexen. Finally got past that fucker. But the thing is. Like, not even, like, another boss afterwards. You have to face him again. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I just struggled with this guy. So, I like, I can't even believe they threw that card at me. And, gosh, the game's all about cards. So, like, anyway, it it's just, it was very frustrating. But I did beat the game. Um, and it was so satisfying because I I was playing the uh, the game on proud mode in to unlock three trophies and if i'm not mistaken shout out to one track gamers uh podcast on our network and friends of the show uh cory was saying he was trying to get trophies for chain of memories and i'm not sure if he was talking about the ps3 one or not but he said the trophies didn't stack for him so it had to have been the ps3 one and so he had to play the game three times to get like the trophy for beginner mode the trophy for uh 
the medium one and then the pro- trophy for proud mode. And for me, playing one time through on proud mode popped all three of those. So I was like, thank God it's stacked. And then I also got some other trophies for like never running from a battle, never being defeated and something else. And it was like six trophies at once. I was like, glorious. I'm so glad, but I still have a lot more to go in order to platinum it. And also that game's like ridiculous in the sense, once you beat it once it unlocks the ability to play the game as Riku. And it's like a different, it's, it's entirely different. Like the, the combat system Instead of, like, earning cards as you go and, like, using Moogle points and stuff, you have a fixed deck as Riku, and you just are like, it's like, this is what you got. Use it as best as you can. And you can upgrade your health, your attack power, and your darkness power, because Riku can transform into, like, darkness Riku. And that was the thing, like... I'm like, okay, well, I have to beat the Riku story mode to get the Platinum, So, le- and I never did. I played this game on PlayStation, or no, I first played it on Game Boy Advance, where it debuted. I played it then on PlayStation 2, I played it on PlayStation 3, and now I'm playing on PlayStation 4. I'm like, Jesus Christ. But out of all those previous times, I never played the Riku story all the way through. So I'm like, now's my chance, I'm going to Platinum this bitch, let's go. And the first boss you face, I think it was the first boss, I could be mistaken, one or two, was fucking Vexen. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me, this goddamn guy just keeps showing up. And it's almost as if you're like going backwards through the bosses as Riku. And I don't want to go too far into it, but there's like, this Vexen creates a replica of Riku, so it's like an identical like looking twin. And he's not real, like, I don't know, it's like weird, like Kingdom Hearts bullshit like that. But... I when I first was playing the games and Sora encounters like fake Riku, I'm like wondering to myself like, is that real Riku? And all his memories got erased from him, and Vexen use, is using him as a puppet. And when you beat the game and you play Riku's story, you learn like how that all transpired. No, like real Riku's in Castle Oblivion, and then encounters like the fake Riku, and is like, what the fuck's going on? And that's actually one of the boss fights. It's Riku versus Riku, and god damn it, if that was not one of the hardest things I've ever done, and like also it's incredibly confusing at like such fast paced combat like you like you're fighting yourself so you're like who is who it's like oh my god especially if you're in darkness mode then you're you look identical so that was confusing and i think i literally beat him with like less than like 10 health left it was like my my health was beeping and i was like oh my god this is like ridiculous i'm so lucky that i just beat him thank god but that game's really continuing to be challenging and I have a lot more trophies to go. So hopefully I'm going to platinum that soon. And I, then I'm going to move on to kingdom hearts to what I'm the most excited for. Other than that, I, right before we got on the podcast, I did stream a little bit of shadow of the Colossus. I did get the special edition and Holy fuck. It is, it is just breathtaking. Um, we, I think it was the previous episode or two ago, Bren was talking about how it's, how difficult it is to render fur and like individual hairs on like creatures and stuff in video games and like oh yeah he was talking about kingdom hearts 3 and how uh the guy from monsters inc looked like shit and here i am playing this and it was just unbelievable watching like every single hair just flow in the wind as this creature's like trying to throw me off its back it's like i don't even it's like and that's the thing i think you can play it on a playstation uh 4 pro and it's gonna look even better so I can't imagine it looking better than it does right now. And especially when I originally played it on PS2, it's, it was such fuzzy graphics, but it was just like that made it like that aesthetic of just like, I don't know, 
it was very unique, but now being able to hone in on the graphics and really make it that much more detailed, it is just breathtaking. That is the only word I can think to like describe it. It is phenomenal. And I love that game. Like I'll play that forever. It is a goddamn classic and people overhype it and say it's a masterpiece, but it, it really is. It's just a simple premise of like, trying to bring back someone from the dead because uh, you obviously care for them and the things you would go to do to accomplish that measure it's 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 amazing and then the way it all climaxes at the end blew my fucking mind the first time i i can't recommend that game enough and i'm very excited to play it all over again in crystal clear like modern day graphics and i did beat the first colossus in like no time it felt like really good to get back into it but then the second one i found two of his weak points like no problem but the third one i was like where the fuck is this thing And i'm like climbing around this guy for like 20 minutes and then i finally found it and killed him so yeah that's basically what i've been playing what's your favorite smosh video do you remember old smosh videos on YouTube? i do not no. What is Smosh? That's a that's a that's a real deviation from <laughs> <laughs> That's what Mark's best for. Matt, what's um, your favorite Smosh video? You know, I was never into the Smosh videos. Okay. That's a fair enough answer. Yep. Um well let's see. Is there any kind of convo games we want to play? Uh do you have any stumpers, Matt, by chance? Oh, <laughs> Oh, Doug. <laughs> oh, Doug, do I have stumpers? All right, let's do it. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I've got some here. I've got some stumpers here that I think um, <laughs> that I think uh, Mark is just going to be real suited for. So I'm going to save those for the middle. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna start up with a real a real softball question. Uh, <laughs> so this one comes to us from the topic flight safety. <laughs> what happens if an airplane starts smoking? <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, no. And I mean, in, in before, it'll get lung cancer. Oh, um, no. You beat me. <laughs> I was going to say, it gets addicted. Oh, no. Well, look, children, here's the thing. Let's say you really got you to gotta look at the walls. Does it have wallpaper? Or does it have paint? Because let's say it has wallpaper. We're going to say over the course of 10 years, that's going to get yellow. It's just going to get yellow. If it's white wallpaper... <laughs> You're gonna have to peel it off, and you're gonna have to put paint up. It's and it's gonna smell weird, and when you rub it with water, it's gonna turn brown. So, just if you're gonna smoke, just do it outside. All right, you go on the wing, go over the engine. Just <laughs> I think it's crazy that they even have to like explain to people like, please don't destroy the smoke detector in the bathroom and smoke anyway. Like, just just don't smoke in the plane. Yeah, it turns out that that's actually a really deadly thing. But like, let's say we get on a plane, right? Like I'm, 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 uh, at the Oakland International Airport. I board my spirit flight, uh, to, uh, I don't know, where am I going? Um, well, we've already pegged your first mistake. 
You got on a yeah. Spirit flight. So. Yeah. Well, I, I can't think of any other airline that would have a plane that starts smoking readily. <laughs> um, maybe point. Frontier. Frontier Airlines. Maybe Frontier. Yeah, Frontier is down there at the bottom of the ladder as well. <laughs> um, and I, I'm, I'm flying to Salt Lake City. Um, and midway through the flight, we're just passing over Nevada. And uh, I look out the window and both of the engines are smoking. Uh, what happens if an airplane starts smoking? Fucking Newport lights. Um, well, realistically, <laughs> yeah, if uh, if it's both engines, then you b- curl up in the fetal position and you say a prayer. Uh, if it's one engine, hopefully your pilot is aware of it and he can maybe make a nice water landing over uh, in Nevada. <laughs> in Nevada, yeah, over Las in a, Vegas, in a lake. <laughs> Maybe somewhere. That good old Nevada ocean. Yeah. Yeah. That- <laughs> yes. Maybe he can make a detour to Hawaii and you'll get a, f- you'll get a vacation there. Uh, well, see, you, you already narrowed down my question by saying, is this takeoff or landing? Because then it's probably wheels and also probably not a huge deal, but saying in midair, mid flight over Nevada, that's like, that's what I'm picturing. Other, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, it best. makes me think of like, uh, what was it? The Twilight Zone where that guy's on the, the wing of the plane and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's oh, William yeah. Shatner the going Will crazy. Shatner mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Or it's like Johnny Bravo and there's a clown on the window in the, uh, there's a clown on the plane. Remember that? No. Yeah. No. Uh, that yeah, was a leave parody. You, it was an episode of Johnny anyway. Bravo and the, the oh, plane man. could only no, fly is typing. clowns on the window. I think Brendan is about to provide his feedback on question. Contribute. (laughs) Oh no! It's one of those. He starts typing and then left the room. Um, But no, damn it. So I have a quick story about my old, my first car that I ever owned was a '91 Toyota Corolla, and I had my license suspended for reasons we won't get into on this podcast. But Uh my sister borrowed my car, and she was on the freeway. And smoke started coming out of the dashboard. And then she oh, tried God. to brake and the brakes weren't working. Oh, um, my God. So oh, she no. ended up having the presence of mind. I don't know how she did it because I would just be dead now. But she had the presence of mind to take her foot off the gas and pull the emergency brake in the like shoulder of the on the shoulder of the freeway. She jumped out of oh, the no. car and she got about 20 yards away when literally the the tr- engine caught fire. Damn. Holy shit. Oh, my. Um, and nice. car was totaled, completely on, ball of flame. <laughs> the kind of stuff that only happens in movies, like, does not happen in real life. My car was gone. Uh, That's insane. So my only experience with things that get you from point A to point B smoking is, um, it's going to be very bad for everybody. We're talking yeah. fiery record. So. All right, I am insane. perfectly content to, to call this question answered. Uh, <laughs> what happens... If the the listeners are waiting with bated breath for Bren's uh, c- contribution. All he oh. had to say was, the steward asked the plane to put out the cigarette, and that smoking is a terrible habit that is dangerous for you and those around you. Okay. And That's pretty shows generic. Let's late. move on. All right, Matt, next question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this next question comes to us from the topic, spicy food. Mmm, here it comes. <laughs> Do peppers get you high? Are they a drug? <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I I'm not sure. <laughs> um depends. I think if you if you get high from uh near near death experiences maybe. Uh 
you if you get some ghost some ghosty boys and you rub them in your eyes, <laughs> I think you'll probably want to be dead. And then when you when you finally come to, you'll realize how great your life actually is. Maybe that's a high for some people. Mark, have you ever, uh, you know, come home from from your local Whole Foods, you uh, clear off the gas range, you pop a couple thick, thick poblanos on there, Ooh. Crank, crank up the heat a little bit, you know, wait five to ten minutes for uh, for those edges to get a little bit crispy and then head on over to the living room, put them on a plate, yeah. you know, push that bong aside and just dig into those poblanos. Hey, man, just I'm, rub them into I'm your eyes. All rub them right into your eyes. Dude, poblanos are my boys. <laughs> Whitney, I don't know about you. Have you ever uh, have you ever gotten a couple chilies and uh, <laughs> uh, ground them up real, real fine? Uh-huh. Uh, put the, put them in one of those spice grinders, coffee grinder. Bang uh-huh. that dust out. Pull out a line and just snort the shit out of that. <laughs> I have. That's actually my favorite pastime. Now that you mentioned it, it's weird that you knew that about me. Yeah, it's a common. It's commonplace. Hey pastime. Matt, have you ever gotten a couple of dried ghost peppers, soaked them in a little bit of water? Boiled some water, put the ghost, the dried ghost peppers in there, waited about five minutes, mixed it with some and then, seasoning packets and, and some apple cider eyes. vinegar, and blended it up in a blender with some carrots, and then put it in a bottle and sold it as hot sauce. As someone who wears glasses and <laughs> refuses to wear contacts, because I'm like, I don't feel like fucking touching my eyes all the time. Like, that freaks me out, just like anything going in my eyes like that. And then people get high off of weird shit. Like, isn't it in Japan where people like, put your tongue up to their eyes or you lick each other's eyeballs and you get high off of that or something? I don't know if Japanese people have um, certain... certain. Uh, sounds, I'm fairly positive that that's a thing. Either you, you get high or you have some kind of like orgasm or something. Japanese eye mm-hmm. licking is definitely a thing and it's gross as shit. I believe um, that that's a thing. I think the getting high off of it is apocryphal. I think that's uh, just the Japanese being the Japanese. Oh, I think no. maybe okay. if the person licking your eye had like just done some LSD, I think yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah, you're so tripping just a little yeah. bit. But I don't think it would do anything, dude. I mean, biologically, I mean, there's no difference in terms of like psychedelic features in human beings. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. This next question is positively made for Mark, and I've been saving this juicy boy. For him to be on an episode where we do some stumpers. This question comes to some topic memes. How many memes are there? Holy shit. Well, okay. I've never tried to quantify. How far we go? It really depends on how far we're going back. We going back to, we going back to 01. Let's go back to 01. We're going back to 01. Uh, so let's follow this little timeline. Okay. So we, we get from like 2001 to like 2000, uh, let's say six or seven. So you got Slash B, right? They're doing their thing. It's a very dangerous place to go after dark. You don't want to be caught there by your significant other. Um, yeah. You got, you got some spicy memes. All right. You got, you got the origins of memes. You got the pools closed. All right. So come 08, 09, you, it starts to become a little bit more mainstream. You know, CNN's starting to think 4chan's this, sentient being and talks about him as a uh, as an actual deity you know the hacker 4chan and yeah i guess i guess fast well script kitties yeah script kitties they uh 
You got LOIC, low orbital ion cannon. It's just a DDoS thing. You know, they're script kitties, right? That was a big 4chan thing back in the day. You just DDoS sites. Um, that came from, that was, that actually came out, up, came about around that era. There was actually a lot of people that got in really big trouble. Like, it was really sad. These people that had no idea what they were doing, they would just download the client and put in the addresses that pe- they would get off of slash B. And they got in super huge legal trouble from the FBI and got like actual jail time for having no idea what they were doing just for DDoSing a site, which is essentially just pinging it like a thousand times like yeah. a second it's like it really is actually kind of a shame because like these people were like 17 18 years old and they really didn't know what they were doing um but then fast forward to today and memes are just <laughs> memes yeah, that's are a just story at all yeah. it's how like many memes, memes are no, there meme, like what the hell is a meme nowadays memes are just like everyone says everything's a meme it's like oh but you tell it's not even a joke course. no it's like you tell a, <laughs> you tell a stupid fucking joke and it's like oh good meme dude it's like no that's not a meme it's a joke you idiot so oh, i don't so know if you had to measure memes in like uh 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 like like giga memes or terra memes Pedomemes, like memes, what, would you, what would you say it's at? Here's the thing, uh, Doug and Matt. Meme, and memes you are. You forgot my name. That's all right. Memes are quality <laughs> over quantity for sure. Okay, you can make a meme. You can go on Meme Generator and type in some stupid thing and post it in your Scrum board, and everyone's gonna think it's the funniest thing in the world because you put a meme up at work and you're really cutting edge and you're really hip and cool. But you know. You really, you you missed the boat. I'm sorry. So All right, I memes are dead. Memes are dead. It's 2018. No, Let's move forward. Uh, it sucks how <laughs> fast memes do die. Like I really thought that boy was cool, and people were like that was so like 2015 or whatever. I don't know when it happened, but long story short, fucking Jeopardy. Uh, the final Jeopardy question, the answer was meme, and I was like, oh shit. And then I posted in Slack not even like a week ago or earlier this week. It was like what memes used to be like, or like in the past. It was like a simple like a kid that baby, like the proud baby or whatever. And he's like, I ate spaghetti oh, yeah. while wearing a white shirt. Didn't get sauce on it. But nowadays, the memes just like fucking tripped out weird shit where it's just like when you walk in and like walk-ins tripped out like glitchy shit and then it's like a cat that it only has two hands with like cheetos for fingers that are doing like okay symbols i have no idea what i'm looking at and it's just like it's just kind of proved how far memes have progressed to the, like or the stupider the better I mean, like we really fallen? Is that yeah, well yeah word? i guess it's more fallen it's more or less the internet's like we'll take the stupidest shit you can like literally barf up and if it's like entertaining we'll laugh at it see here's the thing though memes are not stupider now than they were back in the day it's so fun fact this is not a goof this is real uh, the word meme comes from memetics which is the uh the root of the word is thoughts that transfer like genes do from generation to generation and how they can be the same root idea but um change a little bit with each generation and that's actually where meme comes from is thoughts that last longer than the people who have them what the um, fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, laying down some knowledge. Yeah, seriously, Whitney, you are in on this podcast. <laughs> so memes are, they change so much from like, and because the internet moves so fast that it's like a year to year thing instead of a generation to generation thing. It's just that people who are making memes now are like 
five to ten years behind us in where we were in memes when like we were paying attention to memes more and and so it's not different it's just a totally different set of humor and a different set of rules that is guiding what the memes are and that's why they don't they're not funny to me like they were eight years ago ten years ago is because it's it's a whole different generation of ideas that are funny to people yep that's a great way to put it wow Perspective during stumpers. Nobody expected that. (laughs) Sorry to come in and bust up your C's with all my knowledge. (laughs) Fantastic. All right. Well, on that note, let's let's do something that uh, definitely won't have any perspective. This next question comes to us from the topic smuggling. How can I smuggle a koala bear into the United States? Oh, shit. I don't know why, but it makes me think of that movie where, like, they drop an elephant out of an airplane. (laughs) <laughs> what? It's I, like a war movie, isn't it? And they like have to take Operation Dumbo Drop. Yes, I yeah. you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, wow! Isn't okay. George Clooney in that movie? <laughs> yes. Oh my god! All right, thank God it's not a fever dream. <sighs> um, <but laughs> that's what I mean. I almost said it in silence. Thank God it's not a fever dream. That's a pretty good tagline too. Um, but no, I just recall, like, I feel like the main story is, like, they gotta get this elephant somewhere, and they use a goddamn helicopter and or uh, airplane, some kind of giant thing, and they get they, him like, to his destination. airlift, yeah, and... Yeah. And yeah. I'm thinking, why don't you just throw the koala out of an airplane? Give him, uh, definitely give him a parachute. I think there's only one real answer to this question, and that is, you have to dress up like a pregnant nun. And, and have the koala bear attached to your stomach, under your habit. I think that's the only answer. Yeah. I like that. Or you could put a wig on it and give it some boots and some <laughs> gloves and tell you it's your your uh, four-year-old son and give it See, an iPad. What you, what you have to do, you can't actually smuggle just one koala into the United States. You have to get a second koala to stand on its shoulders so you could put a trench coat on it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's true Did you too. see that two kids actually tried to do that to get into Black Panther? Yes, it was phenomenal. <laughs> no, it was I did not glorious. Yeah, I seriously, I want to pat them on the back. It, and I, I can't believe oh, they got denied. So I'm good. pissed off. Like they need that should have worked. That should have just. Been, if I was worked. the guy, I don't even care if my manager was standing right behind me. I've been like, you're good. I did. Not I don't care if the head of pa- Paramount is standing right there. You, right. you get in if you yes. decide that you're going to pull the two kids in a trench coat gag. <laughs> you see oh, the thing. Man. The thing that the two kids in a trench coat sort of missed the opportunity on is like it was just two kids in a trench coat there was no mustache there was no funny voice there was no incredible like fun shoes it was just like sneakers sticking out of the bottom of the trench coat and the kid was wearing like a hat and that's it needed need to add some some uh some pop and pizzazz you know you really got to wow them with an incredible voice and twirling my mustache. I'm clearly an adult. Let's show them how it's done, Basta. (laughs) (laughs) Good afternoon, sir. I'm here for the matinee. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, But yeah, how do you smuggle a koala? I'm looking at the photo of it right now. It looks ridiculous. (laughs) So good. The shoes are so small compared to the height of the body. Oh, and I'm also picturing if you did get admitted, like, you'd probably have to sit in the back row. And... <laughs> He's so tall. He's like yeah. seven feet tall. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Keep going. I got nothing else on this one. <laughs> I don't know how you s- smuggle a koala into the United States. 
I mean, you have sort of like limited opportunities. Like you said, we, we've talked about airdropping. We've talked about like disguising them. Um, I'm not even going to bring up like the obvious, you like oh, smuggle it in your asshole because that's just out of the question. Oh no. Um, but then you have a they... smelly koala. Nobody wants that. Well, then wait, you have a you have a Richard Gere hamster situation, maybe where it dies in there, and then that's a whole oh, other yeah. thing. That, you need insurance. You need mm-hmm. life insurance on the koala. Yeah. Wait. Um, koalas have chlamydia too. It's like real oh, bad. Yeah. It's oh, real bad. That is a problem. In oh, fact, you don't want a koala up you your don't asshole. Want them to go there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no man. one wants yeah, the Yeah, and then you have to clap. feed them eucalyptus. You know you're gonna be you're gonna be on the plane with a koala up your ass, just shoving eucalyptus branches in, inside of yourself. That's terrifying. Yeah, maybe nobody uh, needs that in their life. In the spirit of stumpers, I just like was googling, and it says, "Why do koalas get chlamydia?" And it says, "If you love koalas, don't read any further." So I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to destroy anyone's dreams. Oh God, that's sad. Oh man, uh, I'm so tempted now. Is it because they're oh, rapey boy. like dolphins? I bet that's why. Oh gosh, I I'm, I cannot do this to <laughs> they, myself. They just they they uh, they got a hold of uh, uh, some some frat jocks that uh, came to came on vacation, and uh, it they they left never to be the same. Oh lord, this last question uh, comes to us from the topic bathroom etiquette. Here she comes. Last request in January of 2017. How do superheroes use the bathroom? Oh, they probably don't have to because they're super powered. My assumption would be they use it before their adventures. (laughs) (laughs) They just they just slowly build it up over time until it eventually becomes a small neutron star. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, I don't have a more creative answer on that one. I don't don't really know. like, Like super strength means all of your muscles, right? So that would be just like. Super just powered kegels. So yeah, you just you can <laughs> yeah. just hold it really, really, really well. Oh, or man. when you like pee, like you'll just pee right up in the air and then use your laser vision to burn it out of existence. Yeah, or you could uh, donate. You could donate it to a charity, Doug. Maybe you, you didn't think of that. You know, think of the children. Does superhero pee like solve the cure diseases? <laughs> There are there are orphans in Africa right now that haven't pooped in years. <laughs> Just one you swig know. of superhero pee will solve their problems. <laughs> oh god. That's terrible. Do you think this has anything to do with why they wear their underwear on the outside? Oh. What? Are you talking about Quail Man from Dug? Yeah, I was going to say they fair. probably idolize him. Iron Man probably has some sort of apparatus in the suit, right? Yeah. I would Where he can just like go inside of the suit, yeah, like I guess in a spaceship. We, I think you're right, Winnie. I think you really do need to like get it superhero by superhero basis because I think it's all different. Because yeah. like I mean, like, Superman, so, like Batman definitely yeah. just uses the bathroom. Yeah, Batman. Right? Like Batman yes. doesn't actually have any like real powers. Yeah, correct. Uh, Superman, um, just keggles, I, just clenching. <laughs> yeah, and the Hulk just shits his pants. Yeah, <laughs> and it's massive. The, the Hulk has is completely incontinent, just like constantly dripping <laughs> everywhere he goes. It's he exclusively exclusively poops when he's angry. <laughs> um. Oh God, that's terrifying. Uh, Catwoman. Um, I'm gonna assume very clean in a litter box. <laughs> I was gonna say in the sand, right? She goes <laughs> to like a playground. <laughs> yeah, she has to like scoot off to a beach somewhere. Yeah. Um. 
I don't know any other superheroes. Uh, what about Spider Man? Yeah, I said Spider Man. I mean, Aquaman just pisses wherever. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, I mean, Aquaman he's underwater. Nobody'd ever know. Yeah, that's lives easy. in the world's toilet. So <laughs> anyway, I was gonna I was gonna go on about like uh, the X Men, but then Bren just posted this like X Men comic that sort of invalidates that. Uh, Fair you enough. Know, we should just like kick. Can you kick Bren from the room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. That's funny. But oh, all right, that was stumper. I think. I think that's. I think that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that was stumpers. We're gonna revive a long dead conversation game we're gonna be playing i was a walrus My jam. Nice. I'm glad you're a fan. So, if that's the case, uh, Matt, do you want to maybe help me judge and we'll pit Mark versus Whitney? Sure. All right. So, listener, anybody new, I'll explain the game briefly. It's just, I'll, I'll have a, a topic and we're going to get answers from Mark and Whitney and then I pick a winner and it's a best of three scenario. So, let's see how you guys do. First scenario is... You're an archaeologist, and you just found the most least expected item in a dig. What is it? Oh, man. The f- the first thing that kind of occurred to me a- in a mental picture situation was sort of like, you open up a tomb and there's another tomb inside, but from a different civilization, and then you open up that tomb and there's another tomb inside from a different civilization. And it's like a uh, Russian nesting doll situation, but Whoa. each one is from a different civilization. That's what happened I in my that. head when you asked that question. Oh, that's kind of what I, when I was thinking to myself, if I had to answer myself, I was like, I'm like, what's the least expected thing? I like dig up another person, like looking for me. They're like doing an archaeological dig. <laughs> oh, like, Holy yeah. shit. You, you, you don't realize it, but you've dug all the way to China and you yes. uh, excavate an archaeological dig in China. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just high five. We're like, yo, good job. <laughs> Mark. Yeah. Um, well, I think your mind's already made up here, Doug. So, but <laughs> I didn't get an answer from you. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, huh. <laughs> all right. So you're excavating. Uh, you're out in Jerusalem, and you know you're out in the middle of nowhere, and then an earthquake suddenly strikes, and uh. You see this weird green mist coming out of the cracks in the ground, and you decide to go investigate. Um, and you walk over and you roll a d20, and unfortunately you only get a 3. So the ground opens up, and you fall all the way down, and you land down in this cavern. And you walk over and you see this tomb. And 
you decide to try and push on the tombstone, uh, but but it doesn't work and nothing happens. Um, uh, so you see, you walk over and and you see uh, on the wall some some kind of writing, but you don't really understand what it means. And you trip and you cut yourself, and 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 your blood accidentally spills onto this writing, and it starts glowing. And 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 the room starts spinning, and you start freaking out, and you're watching, and the tomb the tomb is slowly opening, and it sits up, and you're dumbfounded, and you and you don't you don't know what to do because in front of you sits sits Zach Morris from from uh from uh Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Yeah, it sounded like you like just watched the mummy or something recently and were like describing a scene and then like I don't know. It's just super bizarre. What the fuck, Mark? Um, Mark took one improv class twelve years ago, and this is what we got. Yes. Uh, it's fine, and I'm definitely going with Whitney's answer, because that was fantastic. The Russian thing, that was really trippy and cool. Um, so you win that round. Let's come up with another one. Uh, Basta, do you maybe have a yeah, category? Yeah, I've got one. Uh, so you work at a car company, and your boss wants you to design a feature for the car that your team is making that will eliminate traffic congestion. What do you build? Oh shit. Um I guess I guess uh statistically a car that doesn't let you do any of the driving. <laughs> it just does it itself so there's no traffic. Mm-hmm. All traffic is man-made essentially. It's just human error. So We'll say that we'll say that you're on a tight deadline. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. Um, uh what about tires that go sideways? That like rotate on their axles to point in a direction without the whole car having to turn. Holy shit, that's kind of like Mario Kart shit. I don't know why at certain parts of the level the the, the, the wheels just turn and then yeah. it's like it's bizarre and then they become hover vehicles. But I feel like I'm, if, you, if you don't have to merge in that way where you can just kind of like zigzag in that might be a good option. I was thinking more along the lines of like a giant spatula that comes out from under your car that like lets you flip the car in front of you or something, but like that works too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ah. I think mm. flipped cars in front of you don't alleviate congestion, which is sort of the whole goal. I mean, I feel like it would be very satisfying to flip cars with a spatula. Hmm. Oh, flip it behind you, right? So oh, it would okay. just like reach uh-huh. up and just like flip it right over the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Oh, I got it. I got it. You install, um, you install some uh, like very thick metal sheeting underneath the center of your car, and some. Uh, some very bouncy hydraulics and all of the the roadways, the the median dividers become grinding rails. You can grind past cars in front of you like a skateboard. Nice. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. Not a bad oh, that answer. That would be sick. That that's actually probably the least ridiculous answer you've ever given to anything <laughs> on this show in the history of no, ATI. He surprises us sometimes, yeah. <laughs> that was a totally reasonable response. I'm gonna have to give that one to Mark no, because that thanks, like Matt. Gold star for that one. Just like a little blue ribbon. The ABTS silver. Good for you. You showed up to the Scholastic Book Club. Good job. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Well, that brings us to round three, and it's an important one, and I don't have a category yet. I have another one if you want me to give another one. Oh, but if you do, by all means. You just got suspended from school for a month. What did you do? Oh, is this, do I have to not get grounded? Well, that's, I think that's fair game, but it's (laughs) irrelevant. But, oh yeah, when you have your answers, let me know, and then uh, save them. Don't say them out loud, and I'll count us in. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm thinking. You see, I'm totally prepared for Mark to give an answer like, Will you show up to your second period class with no clothes on, and when you go to read your book report, all of the pages are blank, and then suddenly you're in jail. (laughs) I have an answer, but I'm worried that mine's not, uh, mine's too disturbing. Not spicy enough? Oh, disturbing. Yeah. That sounds spicy. Um, Marx is going to have something to do with the White House. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, give me a sec, give me a sec here. You know what we should do? We should have an episode that's like best of Mark and just like go back to all of the <laughs> Lord. Can you please the do that? I would, the... I would listen to that every night before I go to sleep. <laughs> oh, God. I'll see if that's a thing. Maybe. Plot twist. It's just an episode of best of me. <laughs> oh, dude, it's... that'd be fucking hilarious. Whitney, for for just a little bit of background, because I realized that probably sounded really fucking strange. Um, I've been slowly stealing Mark's identity over the course of the last year or so. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Yeah, he literally has like all these websites that like are like Mark Hurd on Instagram.com <laughs> and it leads to Matt Bassa. Like, Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. So, yeah. I'm not even my own person anymore. I don't think I've told yeah. you guys what I do for a living, but I'm in online reputation management. So oh, like cool. nice. that's very re- relevant to what I do for a living is uh, Holy crap. <laughs> trying to combat people who have done stuff to other people like that. <laughs> He's that is great. Poor, oh man. Poor Mark. Basta's in trouble. No, I'm <laughs> so now Whitney can hold this over you forever. No, I'm it's fu- I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's I'm sure it's great. But Mark, are you good yet? Oh, I can I'm count sorry. as sorry, I've been just goofing around. Let me think. <laughs> give me, oh, give me two seconds. I'm sorry, give me two seconds. This cool. this question was made for you. I know, but it I'm- really it sounds like a, a Mark question. I haven't come up with a better answer, so I'm going with my gut instinct disturbing one. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Stick with that. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I have. I think I have mine. It's not. It's, right. it's a little bit. A little bit hits too close to home, but um, I think is it spicy? Yeah, I think it's spicy. I think it's. I think okay, it's. Good. I think it's spicy. It's spicy meatball. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do this. All right, counting down from three, two, one. Let's hear Whitney's first. Unsanctioned and unsupervised animal dissection. Oh no! Oh shit! <laughs> oh my! Sorry if I'm revealing too much about myself. Oh no, that's that's a <laughs> valid reason to be put in. Wait, what was the question? Suspension. Suspended. Suspended for a month, right? Yeah, suspended from school for a month. What'd you do? What'd you do, kid? What did you do, Mark? Uh, we uh went into the um. The morning announcements class that their whole job is just to do the morning announcements for school and replace, replace the video with um, a copy of uh, Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up with over, overlaid with um, female orgasm sounds and fart noises. 
<laughs> Great. <laughs> played it for the whole school. Meanwhile, hanging up a hanging up pictures of this kid named Ross all over the school. <laughs> that says, "Have you seen this boy?" <laughs> okay. Um, that does hit close to home because I don't know. In my high school, I remember we had like. like a news team or whatever and every time you'd look up at the tv in the morning they'd have some kind of like presentation someone got porn on there one day it was like (laughs) a big deal i was like holy shit how'd they pull that one off that was a hell of a prank all right well i'll let you judge this one doug okay that's the thing uh whitney explain the need to dissect animals (laughs) i don't know i was a spooky kid (laughs) are these animals already dead yeah, uh, let's let's okay, just say this one does not hit s- too close to home for me because I never did this, so I didn't right, ever get in trouble for this. <laughs> yeah, well, I did. Yep. I did. Whereas, this. <laughs> whereas some some stories here may have been taken from factual, you know, uh, stories. Um, but yeah, no, my, I was as a spooky kid, so I feel like that's a thing that uh, would have gotten me suspended for a month. Is I actually just took my first taxidermy class two weeks ago, and I, I taxidermied a mouse for the first time. But it seems like something as a kid I would have done to get in trouble at school. Like, find all the frogs and, like, dissect all of them. I feel like what would be extra cool is if you, like, dissected the, like, principal's cat or something. And, like, well, no, we wanted it to be dead. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, Basta, I need your input, too. Your help judging me. I think I'm going to lean towards Mark on this one. Are you, what, what's your thoughts? I feel like Mark, you need to really like tie this all together. It seems like you did a number of things. But wait, I, I'm like so torn. Cause I can't just realistically go with Rick Astley again as an answer. Like, dude, it wasn't just a- Rick Astley, dude. It was a I, lot of other stuff. That's what it all led up to. No, it wasn't. I mean, it, it wasn't just Rick it, Astley. It sounds man. like you wouldn't have time to reasonably do this. So is this like, each of those things was like leading up to a larger suspension or dude like who who the hell is ross like is <laughs> i'm glad you remember his name does he He's go a, to the school yeah he did he was just really i i'm not trying to be super mean but he was he was just such such a fucking asshole he oh my god wait ross his last name yeah. is hey hang I on don't just... dox ross Wait, I'm not I just gonna, figured I, it out. Right, I'm not naming his last name. I won't dox. Whitney, yeah. Whitney murdered Ross. They're looking for <laughs> uh, Ross. They're wondering yeah. where he is. He's in the dissection room with Whitney. Yeah. Oh no! Hey, when I, I said hey, dissecting hey. animals, I meant man Ross. who is the most dangerous. Is Brendan game. in the chat still? Is Brendan in the chat? Because Brendan will back me up about Ross. Well, he's not coming back Damn. after what she did. Doesn't look like it. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. I think. Uh, well, the fact that she committed murder, I'm going to give her this no. one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how we play I Was the Walrus. Jesus fucking Christ. I should have gone straight from frogs to humans in the first place, and then there never would have been any uh, discussion about it. Yeah, no no doubt in my mind would have gave you that one. Um, but no, <laughs> let's see here. Let's do some plugs. Uh, Whitney, where can our listeners find your podcast? So we are Historical Hotties. Uh, you can find us at Historically Hot pretty much everywhere on the internet. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, historicallyhot.com. Um, we are a, 
if you just hearing me for the first time, we are a podcast that debates the hotness of historical figures. And um, it's a sister sibling rivalry kind of a thing, but we get in guest hosts all the time for their outside opinions on it. And every episode one is crowned the hottest. And if you're just looking for me and not my podcast, I am Whitney underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N on Twitter. Totally. And yeah, you've, this is like your third appearance on our show. So listener, we're hoping to have her on more often so you can get used Woo! to having L- Whitney on the show. Um, Mark, how about you? Where can our listeners find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Ieka, this I-E-A-K-A. No one's ever done it. Not one person. <laughs> um, but um, Oh, that hits too close. You to can home, try. It's fine. If you, if you want to try it, um, it's there. I'll I'll follow you back too if you want. Um, I think this is just a cry for Bassa to follow him, and he just refuses. Well, I think Matt Bassa to. needs to follow me on Twitter because it's Mark Lee hacks Mark Lee hacks lol. And I post some really I post some good stuff, man. I post some real solid material on Twitter. I don't joke Quality. around. Look, I don't joke around when I'm on Twitter. So just try and hit me up there. Just go on the almost better than silence Twitter page. Search for Mark. One three three seven, and you'll find something. And then ask me. <laughs> but the problem is, so the problem is, is, there's a guy Matt Basta, and I follow him, and I comment on all his stuff, and he doesn't even acknowledge me. He doesn't even say that I'm there, and it's really kind of demoralizing, honestly. So I'm gonna keep commenting on it because I think someday it'll finally happen. But it's just really, I don't know. I what do you guys think? Message me on my Twitter and let me know what you think about this because i don't know what to think about this yeah well i know you guys can find me on twitter uh at mark Choi at twitter at gmail.com <laughs> no. um, mark, mark Choi at, at gmail.com just type that in your address bar and you can find me right on twitter Stop it. um Stop. And that's not an at symbol that's an actually at so and it's a real thing these it is, are insane. Matt, is the best insane. way to Matt's, the best way to find me on Matt Twitter. Stop um, stealing my identity. <laughs> uh, and when, if when you I'm need not, my professional uh, services later, you can give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, when, when I'm not stealing Mark's identity. I'm busy working on Pinecast. That's p i n e c a s t dot com. You sign up for free. Start your podcast. Uh, no credit card required. When you're ready for the good stuff. Uh, you can use the coupon code. Um, oh shit! Peppers, was, yeah, for your first month free, and to get high. Um, and listeners, <laughs> if you like our show, please give us a follow, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Tell a friend. Uh, anybody you know who likes podcasts might give our show a chance. Maybe a good place to start is some interviews we've done in the past. Um, hoping to have some more in the future. Um, but yeah, we're findable at. ABT Silence on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. We live stream the episodes, so drop in the chat, say hi, see if anybody else is hanging out. Um, But yeah, we will be back next week. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. See ya.